another week, another transfer rep. Good to be with you once again. My name is Ngulule Gongyeu. Sokala Duma Transfer Rep is the name of the show. In today's show, we enlist the help of Shaisa Keida, Kurt Buckerfield, Peter Dutoy, and A.B. Rasimpi to give us a lowdown on the latest transfer rumors, both at home and internationally. Enjoy. Sokala Duma Radio. Oh my word, it's such a pleasure for me to introduce to you Shai Sakeda. She's the journalist of Sokala Duma. Shai, thank you very much for your time. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to see you and I know that when I see you, um, there's a topic that I want to discuss with you because you're a person in the know, you're a Sokala Duma journalist, you know everything that is to know about football, especially about transfers. We're going to talk about major transfers that have happened recently or pe- people being linked with clubs recently. Um, I heard something about Tulani Serrero, I had something about... Um, Dalen Klaassen, I had something about a lot of players. But first, let's talk about Dalen Klaassen, Steven Pinar. They are being linked with Kaiser Chiefs. We read a story about that. What is going on there? Well, firstly, Nkululeku, what we do know is are the facts. And their contracts, they will be free agents by the 1st of July. Their contracts are coming to an end. Um, as we reported in this week's edition of Sokla Duma, their agent or representative, I should say, at on Target, has been in touch with Steve Compella. And at this point, it's up to the players to choose where they want to be. You have your Steven Pinar and your Dalen Klaassen, who's been in Europe, who knows the game. So with Pinar, he's nearing the end of his career. So basically, he's going to come here and give a year or two, hopefully. But him being a professional and knowing the game, he's basically coming to add his own value. So whatever choice he would choose would be a professional one. He'd think of his own career and uh, a lot will depend on the package offered to these players. Because firstly, they, they will consider that. And as the agent said or representative said, um, it's their choice at the end of the day where they want to be. And yeah, there has been talks with Steve Compella, but as a representative, you're going to talk to a number of clubs who are interested in these players. But at the end of the day, the choice lies on them where they see themselves and at which club they want to play for. And at the moment, it does look like um, Steven Pinar is certain to come to South Africa. We cannot really be sure in football, but he looks likely to come to South Africa because he's been in Europe for all his life. Dylan Klassen, quickly, do you think that it it would make sense for him to come back here considering his age is relatively young, he's not old? Do you think that it would make sense for him to come back to South Africa just quickly? Well, it's hard for me to say, but I mean, he's got all the potential in the world. He's got age on his side. I think if there was a good European offer on the cards for him, he'd opt against coming back home and take that. But I don't know. I'm not Dalian Klassen, so right. yeah. And another player in Europe that's been doing well, relatively well. He inspired Ostender to qualify for the Europa League for the first time in their history. That's Andile Chani, the South African midfielder, and he's been linked with a move away. What do we know about that one? What we do know about that is what his agent has told us. Well, his agent has told us that there has been European interest in him and interest from back home. And just like with Andile Jali, he's young and he's got the world of potential. So the next decision he's going to be making is long-term, his long-term future. So whether he wants to come back home or stay in Europe is up to him. 
but it's no secret that we know Charlie wants to come back home. I think we've said that over a number of times on our website and um, his agent confirmed that well he's open to coming back home but I'm sure that any player would want to stay in Europe. I hope it is like that with Charlie. Well, personally, I would like to see him stay in Europe. He has all the potential and ability in the world, but we will see. What we do know is that Sundowns are one of the clubs at home that are said to be interested in him. So it's basically where he wants to be and what he chooses at the end of the day. But as we reported in this week again, that Ostender are open to the sale of him as he still has a year left on his contract. So. We have to see with that one. Alright, it's going to be an interesting one. We'll keep an eye on that one. However, coming back home now, uh, it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a link that has been going on for a while now. And a while, I mean years. Um, maybe one or two years. Dylan Megua, he played for South Africa under 23 in the Olympics. He's a left winger for Marisburg United. He's a very, very good young man. He's a very, very good player. Mamelodi Sundowns are interested. It's no secret. Um, there have been statements being mentioned from Marisburg United's side. Apparently, there are stalled negotiations at the moment. You certainly know more than I do. Let's talk about that a little bit. Well, when you say ongoing, I can agree with you because I've been following that story for the longest time and I've been in contact with his agent all the time. Well, basically, they agreed a deal in principle. The two clubs, nothing official yet, but it's been agreed on. And the last we heard on, on the player is that negotiations has been stalled. So there's anything else is just speculation at this point, as his agent told us. But um, we're going to have to see in the transfer window because something needs to be concluded first before Sundowns are able to, you know, open personal discussions with the player himself. But at this point, there's nothing further than they've previously agreed a deal in the past. So it stays at that. But his agent did say that he is looking at other options. And I mean, as you said, he's a young player, played for the national team under 23 side. So I'm sure a lot of clubs will be keen on him, but we'll see with that one. Yeah, as but well. looks like Sundowns are in pole position for his signature though. Um, well, another one was relatively young. He's, well, he's been under a dark cloud recently because he played for the reserve side um, at IX Amsterdam. He was a bright spark for South African football um, until things went down what on a down on spiral however there's some bright light Vitesse Aram from Holland from Holland and there's also the Deportivo La Carunia being linked with them from Spain um let's talk about that um Tulane Serio that I'm talking about of course and you know the story yeah those are reports that we we did the article this morning those are just reports of as you said the La Liga club and the Dutch side who want him what we do know is that Tulani wants to stay in Europe and I think that is a good indication that he wants to um, rekindle his his career in Europe. And um, what we do know now is that there's interest and he as well will become a free agent on the 1st of July. Unfortunately, the end of his Ajax Amsterdam career was in a... It, took a, uh, it went downhill for him, unfortunately. As you said, he played for Young Ajax. In the meantime, to keep match fit. But um, at this point, what we do know is that it's just interest for now and we will try to do our best to find out more on it and to see if these clubs have been in contact with him and where he will be going. And let's conclude our discussion now with a tweet from a player 
that has been misinterpreted, that has been interpreted. Um, let our readers know what happened, um, who wrote the tweet and what was the tweet saying. Well, this is a sensitive one. Well, Kaiser Chiefs George Lubesi, he tweeted, All I want to do is play football, regardless of what color t-shirt I have on. All I can say is it has caused a stir in the media. I mean, you had the Cape Town clubs, Cape Town City and Ajax Cape Town, who are known for the banter on social media. You had them hopping onto it and everything. But that is it for now. There is nothing further than that. What it indicates, we don't know. We're going to have to see as the transfer window draws closer. I mean, he's a he's a great player. We know what Jordan BC can do. I mean... In the Chiefs colors especially, but that is just his tweet and I think we should just leave it as his tweet for now. Everyone can speculate, yes, but before we say anything, we need to know facts. It will be interesting to see how that one unfolds. Her name is Shaista Keda. Her Twitter handle is at Shaista underscore K. Thank you very much for your time, ma'am. Thank you. And the next segment of our show... We speak to an agent, we look at behind the scenes, who signs what, when, where, how. Abra Simbi joins us, he's the president of Liberate Resources Sports Management, AB. Talk to us about um, signing on fees. What is a signing on fee? Why would a player get a signing on fee when they're signing a new contract? Yeah, that's a, a image and autograph right. Yes, there is where you find it. That the team, they are owning the image of the right of that player, like... For instance, uh, if a player is in a particular team, you find that team is sponsored by, for example, let's say it's sponsored by Volacom. Mm. Where you find a team, they'll say, no, Volacom is promoting uh, tomorrow, let's say, in Sunset or Cape Town, where they will fly two or three players from that particular team. Mm. Uh, so that's why teams they have to pay you for that, because at the end, you will have to to adhere to their, to their instructions. They pay you also to use that image because you cannot now, you are contracted to a certain team and tomorrow we see you wearing the team of a different team. So it's a conflict. Always interesting information from AB. We thank you very much. We appreciate the input from behind the scenes. Now we move right along to a story we touched on with Shai Sakeda. Stephen Pinar is an interesting topic, of course, and we bring you the story behind the sea. We know that we send us sometimes to go and investigate stories. We have information for you. Peter Detoy joins us now. Thank you very much for your time, Peter. How's it? Very good always, and always wonderful to uh, speak to all our readers and listeners. And they must be looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, the last time I checked about this story, uh, Orlando Paris was being mentioned, and um, eventually the player signed for Sunderland. Sunderland has now been really Kaza Chiefs is being mentioned alongside the name of the player now. We're no longer seeing Orlando Pirates. Of course, I'm talking about Steven Pinar, former Bafana Bafana International. He's now looking to come back to South Africa. We'll hear from you whether or not that is true. Um, let's talk about that. What is the story behind Steven Pinar? What is happening? Right. To understand uh, um, all transfer deals, including the Pinar one, uh, the fans out there need to know the context because context dictates to a certain extent, what happens. And when I mean context, it's almost like looking at the foundation. It's not just the background of a deal. So the SEER crew goes into context always before we actually start investigating, um, even in talking to people. So let's look at the context of the Stephen Pinner. As you correctly say, he spent a long career in, in, English, in Europe and then in the English Premier League, and he was about to come to South Africa, and he got a, his, his coach from Everton who joined Sunderland, Moyes, 
got him to, to Sunderland. They've been relegated, and he's been released. So, what are his options? His options are actually quite a lot. He's, uh, he's limited only by one thing, and that is his age and his uh, injury record. Now, so whether it's a South African club or an overseas club, his age and his injury record is going to play a role. What is not on the cards is a, a, a Premier League stay. Sunderland was an exception because of Moyes, and he doesn't have the legs for the Premier League. Therefore, he won't have the legs for any of the big teams in Europe. His options are China, America, smaller teams in Europe, or coming back home to South Africa. The players made it clear that probably his number one option is to come to South Africa. Now, he's not stupid. He understands that the rand is not as strong as foreign currency, so he's not coming exactly for the money. That means coming to South Africa is a pretty high option. The question is, he's not going to work for nothing. Who can afford him, and who will, inverted commas, take the risk of his, of his track record from an injury point of view? And the other question I've got to ask is, and this is a very important question, does he still have the legs, just besides his injury, because he's not a youngster anymore, as we know, he's in his late 30s. And a further question, will he adapt to PSL football? Because our grounds are much harder. Um, he's been in, uh, you know, in England where the fields are, are perfect. Um, our grounds are, you know, a ground in Cape Town is very different to a ground in, in, in Limpopo, which is different, very different. The altitude plays a big role as well, and so on. So it's not just a simple thing, but what he does bring is incredible experience, and he brings uh, tremendous ability. The question that will be asked by club owners here and coaches is that, does he still have it in him to want to play? And that's the only thing. Not so much the money. That's the only question mark. And when he sits with a club owner and when he sits with a coach, that's what's going to be in the back of their mind. So whether it's Chiefs, Pirates, or Sundowns, they're going to go, okay, Chiefs are going to look at what they've got. What does Pino bring us? Now let's look at the Chiefs situation. They've got Shaba, a wonderful player, obviously towards the end of his career, legs not what they were, but he's the creative hub. The ball go, Chiefs play through Shaba. If Pino comes along, are they going to play through Pino and not Shaba? That would be, that's so, from a tactical point of view, that's got to be brought into it as well. So, and you won't spend that kind of money on, on Pino and not playing. So the Chiefs situation, it's who would you rather have Pino and Shaba? If you looked at pure, uh, um, pure experience, Pinar should be the better player, but there's no risk with Shabba. You know what you get in, and you know he's going to give you a great season next season. So, so on the, that's the chief side of things. If you look at Sundowns, Sundowns have got great players uh, from a South African perspective who play in Pinar's position. Um, they've got a number of options. So there... Um, but he's probably got more chance there because they do a lot of rotating at, at, at Sundance. Yeah, they, they have do, a tight schedule there. Correct. And playing him in Africa, he'd bring a different dimension. He, Sundance played at a much slower pace. Um, his passing ability and his creativity come in. He's a very intelligent footballer, which Pizzo likes. So there's probably more chance of that happening uh, than if you look at on the context of a deal than it happened at Chiefs. If you look at Pirates, there's a, a very good chance of that deal happening because They've got Manisa, but the two of them could definitely play together. They could, the two of them could be there. They could play through both because of the way Manisa plays, not everything goes through him as it does with Shaba at, at Chiefs. Um, so there's a very good chance of that deal happening as well. Fun enough, don't even look at an outsider like Witz. Gavin likes clever players, um, and Gavin could adapt a team around him as well. So 
there's also that option. I don't see teams in Cape Town like Cape Town City being able to afford him, but you never know. Supersport could as well, but I don't see that happening there. So outside chance, Vitz, because Gavin Hunt could work a team around him. So could Pizza Misamani. Pirates need to do something. They've got, they cannot have another situation like that. They need the biggest improvement. So he's the le least risk. Chiefs, the big question would be, how do they play him and Shabba together in the same team? So the chances of coming to South Africa, I'd say, are 60%. He could come and retire and not play for anybody as well, by the way. That's also an option he has. He's made a lot of money. He's certainly not going to beg to play. And if he doesn't feel wanted, um, that's probably what will happen. Him staying in Europe, you know, I think he psychologically wants to come home. He's actually said that. And that, you know, overseas teams have read that and they will question his desire. But... China still remains an option, and America still remains an option. He's probably got another year left in him for overseas, at best another two years here. And that's also going to, what people are going to take into and consideration. And in concluding this talk, though, um, talk to us about what it means um, for an agent to confirm that they've spoken to Steve Compella. Does it make them front runners for this, or it's just a normal thing that happens in a transfer process? Okay, it's... it's it's um, a very, very good question, and it's important that the listeners and the Soccer Duma readers who follow Sergio Borza understand it. So if an agent hasn't spoken to a club, that does not mean the club isn't interested, because what does happen, clubs talk directly to players as well, not only through agents. That's the first thing. Secondly, and we have access, because of our years in the game, to the club owners and so on, they often talk about a player amongst themselves and then decide to go against it. So there's a lot of talk that goes on, and people draw up lists of who they want to sign, they debate it, and then they either approach the player directly or via the agent, or they go to the club first. And sometimes when they go to the club first, the deal gets said it's a no-no, and they don't bother going to the agent or the, or, or, the, or the player because the price is too much. In Pino's situation, what's happened here is the agent has spoken to um, clubs that he believes or they believe should show interest in the player. That doesn't necessarily mean that uh, um, the club will sign there or that there's great interest. But what it does mean, they haven't said no. Because if they weren't interested, they'd tell the, the agent no straight away. So at this stage, they're not jumping at the pinar because of his age, injury, and cost. Um, and that's right. They should be looking at these things. Pinar himself um, would jump at it, actually, we believe. Otherwise, his agent wouldn't be talking to them. So... It's interesting. It's, this, is a, this is going to play quite a big role in this transfer window. Personally, at Sokoloduma and myself personally, I'd like to see Pinar playing in South Africa. I think he, he could be a great asset for a team. In particular, the younger players would learn from a proper pro. Um, and we need more South Africans coming back. We need more South Africans making it big like he did, first of all, and then coming back here. So I would like to see him back. And if you ask me to bet, um, it's probably not Chiefs and it's Either either Vitz, uh, Pirates or or Sundowns, and that's just on a gut feel, not based on any Sierra Borza uh, research. Right now, all of them are equal chance. No, that's going to hurt the Amakosi fans. But Peter, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate your input. Pleasure, and any time and every time.
And our last segment for the show is to discuss the international transfers. All right, um, we are joined by Sokola Duma, international journalist. Now it's a pleasure to, for me to welcome Kurt Buckerfield. Kurt, thank you very much for your time. Say, so how are you? Thank you. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much, man. There's a lot of things happening internationally, and um, it doesn't get any worse than a coach telling a player that he's no longer needed at his club. Diego Costa is alleging that he was sent a message by Conte, Costa helped Chelsea last season to win the EPL. Conte is now saying to him, I don't need you in my club. What's going on there? So basically, from what we gather, he was, um, he's been on international duty. Um, and that's where he received a text basically saying that he's not wanted at Chelsea anymore. Um, Conte has made it clear that he's not in his plans for next season. Um, Costa, from what we, we can tell, he's pretty down about it. He's pretty upset. He said... If the manager doesn't want you, you can't stay at the club. So obviously he's going to be looking for a club. He's basically put himself on the market. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a strange situation. And certainly the transfer ban is cancelling out his favourite, his love of his life, Atletico Madrid. Where do you think he can go then with Atletico being out of the picture? Well, he's previously been linked with China. Um, at 28, would, would that be really realistic? Yeah, it wouldn't be a surprise to me if he went to China. I mean, there's, there's a few players like Oscar I felt was too young at the time. Um, I think he was only 25. So Costa going at 28, it wouldn't be the biggest surprise. Um, so that, that looks like it could happen, yeah. Mm. And no, no word from any European suitors at the moment. It's still very fresh, of course, but we don't know any other European team that would want Nothing it. at the moment. Mm. No links with other clubs in Europe. All right, and then there's something else that is happening from a Merseyside team, the red side of Merseyside. They embarrassed themselves. They were caught with their hands on the cookie jar. Something happened. Please let our readers know or our listeners know what happened there. Okay, so Virgil van Dijk, Southampton defender, has been um, wanted by several top clubs in England, in Europe. And rightfully so as well because of his performance. Of course, he's a, he's, he's a quality player and he proved that last season with Southampton. Unfortunately, he got injured and uh, it, it cut his season short, but he's been a really good player. Um, so Liverpool apparently wanted him for around 60 million, um, but then they were accused of tapping him up. So Southampton took that forward with the Premier League. Um, they said they would look into it. Eventually, the Premier League said, OK, you guys need to sort this out. Uh, basically say, say an apology, make it public um, and the dispute's over. So Liverpool then came forward last night with a public apology um, and then also ended their interest in Virgil van Dijk. Mm. And to, 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 to the normal South African listening now, what is tapping up, just briefly, what is tapping up and why is that not allowed? Well, tapping up is basically going behind um, management's back and the board's back, speaking to a player directly before speaking to the board. Um, so obviously we can understand why level um, why Southampton would be frustrated with that, um, but it's pretty common and it's it's obviously happening a lot. Um, and lastly, on the 60 million on on, on Van Dijk, do you think that that is too much for him or it's what excessive? It's excessive, but I think that that's just the way football's going at the moment. We saw John Stones at 20, 21, 22 go for 50 million yeah, last season. Yeah. Sterling 21 go for 50 million. So I think it's yeah, it's, it's pretty common, and we're going to just be seeing more of that as the as the years go on. Yeah, and and then then the Real Madrid won the UEFA Champions League, well inspired by Ronaldo, of course, and Bale and Benzema, and one of the, their talents, um, Alvaro Morata, has been in the news with interest from Chelsea, from Man United, from you, from me, for from wherever. What is going on? What are the concrete? What is the concrete story behind that? 
It's believed um, that United have had a bid rejected for Morata, also around 60 million. Apparently that's the most that Mourinho and United want to bid for him. Um, but Real Madrid have apparently said they need 78 million or he doesn't leave, which is a lot of money. Um, but that's the latest on Morata at the moment. United were linked with Griezmann, obviously that had to end um, due to their, their transfer ban. Um, they've been linked with Dybala, that doesn't look likely at all. They've been linked with Lacazette, um, but Morata is, is the guy who apparently United really wants. And the amounts, the sums as well on this one as well, I would ask the same thing. Do you think that 78, 60, is, is it fair based on his numbers per season scoring and assisting? I think 60 would be fair. I think Morata did really well this season actually. He didn't start many games, he, didn't, um, he wasn't a regular um, he played more in the league than he did in Champions League. They rested Ronaldo a lot, which saw him come into the team. And he scored goals. Um, so I think 60 would be fair. 78 is a bit much. But like I said, it's just something we're going to be seeing more of in football. Mm. And in wrapping up our conversation, of course, we have um, Kylian Mbappe update. And then you'll tell, let us know about the, the, the confirmed deal so far. So Mbappe apparently has um, said that he wants to stay at Monaco this season, uh, for the next season. Um, and then there is also more news on Bellerin to Barcelona. Um, apparently, he's agreed a deal, that, or he's agreed to leave um, to join Barcelona. Um, and then the con confirmed deals: Bernardo Silva to Manchester City, Edison from Benfica has just been confirmed today to Manchester City. Um, Seed um, Kolesnac from Schalke signed for Arsenal, Theo Hernandez from Alaves to Real Madrid and Ricardo Rodriguez from Wolfsburg to, to AC Milan. Those and Kylian Mbappe remaining at um, Monaco, is that, do you think that that is the best thing for him at the moment at 18, 19 to stay in France or would, it, would a move be a best thing for him at this age? I personally believe that he needs to stay for another season. He had a fantastic year so I think that he needs to prove that first of all he can be consistent. Um, and secondly, that he's not, yeah, like he's not a flash in the pan. He can really go on to become a top quality player. Mm, and you can catch him on Twitter at Kat Laduma. He's a soccer, he's a soccer Laduma international journalist. Kurt Buckerfield, thank you very much for your time, man. Thanks. Soccer Laduma Radio. And that's pretty much it for our transfer app this week. Thank you very much for listening. For more of these kind of stories, you can go to our website, www.sokaladuma.co.za. There's also a new tab there, our transfer center. You'll get all information about transfers, who's going where, who's been linked with whom. And you can, well, you can dig in. It's a lot of news, a lot of things to dissect. We also have our latest transfer stories on the Sia Coposa. Um, You can get that on our latest paper. All right, and before I let you go, you can also listen to our big interview with Mark Mayambela on our website. Thank you very much for your time. Sokala Duma Radio. Sokala Duma Radio.